Go. Here we go. Is it recording? It is recording. <laughs> there we go. It is, Hello, Wigs and Snatchettes. Woo, woo. Woo. <laughs> Hello, Wigs and Snatchettes, uh. and welcome back to another episode of the Snatch Podcast. You're here with your lovely host, your boy, your dark lord of Northwest 10, Ewart. Bop, bop. Okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And we're here with the Jalof Fairy Godmother, Latoya. Hey, everyone. Long time no podcast. <laughs> Long time no podcast. I know. Listen, 2023, the beginning of it has been intense. Life has it's been, been lifing. I feel like we say this all the time. We do need to get ourselves together. Yeah. We do need to get I ourselves know, together. I know, but it's just like quite intense at the moment. There's a lot of peaks and troughs and peaks and then troughs. This is so... very true. It's very, not difficult, but I think for us that we're trying to coordinate times to meet up, but then, yeah. then life happens. So we have to like change everything around. So Agreed. we'll be consistent. Let's yes. be consistent. Let's promise. We'll be consistent. We promise you. We promise you. <laughs> <laughs> but as I said, welcome back to another episode of the Snap Podcast. We are in season four, episode five of this little life of mine. Uh, and before we get into kind of like the context and the introduction of the session, just to do a bit of PR, if you are not following us already, please feel free to follow us, Snapshot Podcast on Instagram. If you would like to get in contact with us, you can email us at contact at snapchatpodcast.com and you can listen to this Ooh. podcast on Apple soundcloud spotify and amazon We're so four different everywhere for different streaming services <laughs> so please feel free to do so uh so before we kind of kick off into you know the whole content of 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 this of this um uh, episode just want to do a bit of a check-in so fairy godmother oh, God. jollof rice how's what you doing? doing oh god so i sang last week congratulations sang. yeah so i haven't like sorry context if you're a first time listener that i've been going to singing classes um obviously if you follow us on instagram that i mentioned that i thought about doing brie runway hot hot but <gasps> that's I didn't. my jam oh, no. <laughs> but um yeah it's really good like i was really nervous to be honest um and mm. it's not the final performance it's like a first go of doing the song um yeah. and it's definitely stretching my vocal abilities because, and obviously I don't even want to say what song it is before someone goes to listen and is like, but she thinks she can hit them notes though. <laughs> no, notes? I don't think anyone's going to be saying that. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, apparently one of the girls in my class, but she's so, she's so lovely. She was like, I have to say this, Hoya, I just found that really sexy. I was like, oh, okay. do I give sex appeal? Mm, okay. Something to work with here. Nice. So... Uh, yeah, I will say, okay, I'll tell you the artist, but I won't tell you the song, but it's a Leanne Le Havis song. So if you love Leanne Le Havis, you know, she's got a very powerful, very soulful, soulful voice. Yeah. And yeah, I just really love her music. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try and tackle this, this term. And yeah, it went all right. So the final performance, I'm definitely going to have a drink before, even though it's not advised, but I need to. But sometimes um, it loosens up the vocal cords, though. That's I what feel I feel. I feel like it does, because otherwise yeah. the nerves, it's just, it's making your throat go clench. <laughs> like, it's tight. Because the heart is beating, and the throat is just closing. And I was like, ah! I couldn't get there. I had to, like, stop halfway through. So, um, yeah, otherwise, like, life is really busy. Work is very busy. Personal life is very busy. Mm. Cost of living is kicking my ass. <laughs> um, <laughs> my budget for this month is 50p. What do Literally. You mean? As in, that's my budget for the month. 
that means just how tight I am in terms of like wow. going out for this month. Just because I've got so many things that I'm paying for. So I've yeah. holidays, we're booking concert tickets. Hey! Oh God, here we go. Wake up, wake up the night. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I don't anyway. know where she's going in terms of them concert tickets prices. I really don't know where she's going. Oh. It is a mess. You know what? The story. I'm mess. not going to tell the story time of how I got the tickets because otherwise it'll take up like a good 15 minutes of this episode. But it like it was the 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 trials and tribulations to get that ticket. I tell you, it was an angel that basically allowed me to get a ticket on the day that I got it because it wasn't even the day I was planning to get it, mm. and I went in. But I have to say, the resale prices. Like Ticketmaster are demons because mm-hmm. I didn't realize that basically they just inflate the prices because they want to. So yeah. when you're seeing a platinum ticket, that's just Ticket Price Ticketmaster doing supply, supply and demand basically mm-hmm. um, and putting the price up. But you know what? People got a grand to pay to see in VIP for that price. I expect to meet Beyonce. I expect to be on the stage with her shucking out for a grand. Yeah, no, that's for what sure. I expect. So Absolutely. I wasn't prepared to pay that much, but. I mean, four of us go in, and I want to get the rhinestone cowboy hat. I'm not going to lie. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. (laughs) If not, definitely something sparkly. I'm feeling. I'm feeling You need to get that hat. I need to get the hat, but, or make one, which I could do. But I'm not sure. I think it might be going too far. And I feel like some of my friends might be like, it's too far. No, get the rhinestone hat 110%. Do you think so? Yeah, no, absolutely. I was going to say, even okay. go for the whole uh, the whole outfit as well. The, yeah, the cowboy look. Because yeah. it was, it the was a cowboy. Rhinestone, like, the rhinestone on the boobs, yeah. yeah, yeah and then yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the chaps yeah. with the buttocks out. But I feel, <laughs> feel like people in Tottenham <laughs> don't need to see that. <laughs> I hear you. No one in Tottenham needs to see that because there's not something like going on right now. So we just, no one in Tottenham needs to see any of that. But if you see a South London babe with a rhinestone hat walking around Tottenham, holla. it's me. Yeah. Holla, come and say hi. But anyway, Anything. how are you doing, my darling? Yeah, it's all good. I mean, you know what? Listen, 2023 has been kicking everyone's ass. As you said already, the cost yeah. of living is ripe. Um, and it, <laughs> it is, it's hard. Um, I think 2023, mm. the beginning has been okay, I suppose. You know, nothing yeah. really to write home about. Um, you know, just going through a uh, new time, first time by a stress. Um, oh, yeah. first time buyer stress mm-hmm. you know wigs and snatchets I think as you know I was trying to buy a house um, we are still in the process but about me pulling out unfortunately which is disappointing mm-hmm. um, and I just need people to have their shit together like if you're going to sell a property make sure your shit is together so therefore yeah. both parties are not necessarily going to be disappointed but I think I've spoken it into existence I was too vocal on the podcast like oh yeah hopefully fingers crossed moving to East London and now <laughs> that might not happen. So I think Aww. that's taught me something. Keep your mouth quiet. You Until it. The time. Um but other than that, yeah, no, I think it's all good. I'm not going to Beyonce as you can tell, but I am yeah. going to Ari Lennox. <laughs> Are you going? I'm going to Ari oh, Lennox. So for Wigs and Definitely okay. try and get some tickets to Ari Lennox. She's playing in the yeah. Apollo uh theatre, I think, in Hammersmith, I think. Apollo Theatre? Apollo. Sounds right. Um, but yeah, between like the 16th, 15th to 16th of May, I think she's released an additional date as well. I am ready to Is be she... Shea Butter Baby fucking up your pillow. 
Oh, Can't wait. I do love I'm her. I'm so excited. And then, by the oh. way, just a bit of a plug as well. Breathe the Runway is going to be performing in, I think, Kentish Town. Where is she performing? Somewhere this year oh, in shit. April. Yeah, so I'm going to be getting tickets to that as well. You Bang up. Yeah. Hopefully that was in time because you know the microphone. Otherwise, it's just going to get a lot of noise. <laughs> this is very true. I hope that it sinks. <laughs> it sinked up. <laughs> So I'm not sorry. too sure how skilled my editing skills are going to be as well to even it's try fine. to make it seem like an overall, a whole tune. But you know what? We move. It's all right. We move. Yes. Anywho, we are going to kick off on yes. this episode. So as we said, um, this is season f- or season four, um, episode five of This Little Light of Mine. And we thought that it would be really cool to do a bit of an exploration around the whole concept of almost like self worth self-love self-esteem mm-hmm. um and a bit of a kind of like purpose building as well and i think it's yeah. it's really interesting because i think it can be really difficult for me personally i think it can be quite difficult to remind yourself of your self-worth self-esteem your purpose etc when the environment that we're living in at the at current is quite volatile um i feel mm. that there is quite a lot of negativity and a bit of doom and gloom especially within today's media you've got the cost of living the rise of inflation yeah. you've got wars dismantled political systems so it can be really hard mm. to kind of like navigate that and still it can i think it can be a it impacts your mental health but i genuinely do think that sometimes it can impact like almost like your self-worth and your self-esteem a little bit because yeah. you're just like oh my god you you lack that confidence so we just thought it'd be a really cool episode to kind of just chop it up and mm. just explore like yeah just self-esteem in general and the difference between yeah. self-esteem and self-worth and i do think and almost like that whole purpose aspect isn't it because i do feel that some people can have a really great hold on what their purpose is some people's purpose yeah. they've kind of decided they they kind of connect got connected to it at quite a young mm-hmm. age. Some people go throughout their lives not necessarily understanding kind of their purpose and they're continuously working on the self-worth and self-esteem. And I think mm-hmm. I'm definitely someone who's continuously working on that as well. Yeah. I do feel that I've got quite... I think I know what my purpose is, but I think your self-esteem, you're, conti- you're con- continually growing that and continually learning. Mm-hmm. So we just thought it'd be really... It could be quite yeah. an interesting topic to almost do two parts. So part one is definitely yeah. around self and your self-esteem and self-worth from a self perspective but then i Mm -hmm. think it could be quite interesting to explore in part two what does that look like when you consider and reflect about others so relationships that you've got working Mm -hmm. relationships etc so yeah that's essentially a bit of an introduction of of um of of this of this episode so i'm gonna pause here and just kind of kick off with yeah, Lato, what are your thoughts if you, uh, what's the, de- for you, first and foremost, for you, what is yeah. the definition of self-purpose, self-esteem and self-worth? Oh God, that's a big question. I know. But yeah, purpose I see is your life path destination. So mm-hmm. if you're somebody that's into like numerology, even astrology, things like that, if you're not into it, fine. But basically it's your life path. It is what you were put on this earth to mm-hmm. do is how I, how I see it. Um, and that could be something you might know from a very early age, like you said earlier, or it might be something you're still figuring out or something you feel like you'll never be able to get a handle on. You just don't know why you were put on earth. Mm-hmm. The second one was self-worth, wasn't it? So or yeah. self-esteem, I'll start with self-esteem. So self-esteem is basically, I guess, the confidence you have in yourself to deliver whatever it is that you're put on earth to do or 
deliver anything in terms of a work se- setting and believing in yourself mm-hmm. in order to actually say what it is you're going to do or the belief that you think others have of yourself can impact this. So it's like if you have low self-esteem, for example, and you feel like you're just terrible at public speaking, for example, and your workplace is like, I want you to do a presentation. Your self-esteem can be like in the bin, basically like I'm terrible at public speaking. I can't put myself together. I can't put words together. I can't do any of these things. And so when it comes down to it, you're beating yourself up about something that actually other people might not know about, but this is your internalization of what you believe you can or can't do. Mm. I think that's my kind of kind of wrapping that up. And then self-worth is about the value you place on yourself and maybe how others value you. And that obviously we'll discuss in the other episode about mm. others and that value on yourself. But in terms of like when people say, do you love yourself? Do you actually love yourself? Like that, yeah. that's a real question that people have to think about. Cause I'm, I'm sure many people have heard that quote about, would you let someone speak to you the way you speak to yourself? Like the mm-hmm. way, the things you tell yourself that you're not very good at, the things you tell yourself about the way you look, your body, your face, anything. Yeah. Would you let someone else, would you let a partner or a friend speak to you like that and basically put you down? Mm-hmm. Um, if it is in a negative context, you know, so I think those are like my definitions and I think they I all overlap. Yeah, no, but for sure. I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, no, I think I echo everything that you said. I think for me, the whole aspect of purpose is, yes, to your point, finding almost like you, what you were put on this earth to do. Um, mm-hmm. And almost it's a bit deeper than I always like to approach it with the question, like, what are you? I know it's Mm -hmm. a really fucked up Mm -hmm. question, right? But actually, it's really powerful. Like, if you ask yourself, Mm -hmm. what am I? So remove, like, you know, skin complexions, sexual orientation, gender, etc. Like, shrimps in terms of values. But at a core, Mm -hmm. like, what are you... What you what what you, what's your purpose? What are you here to to do essentially? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of like my take on obviously like purpose. It's almost like an innate. core thing or your calling mm. or your conviction um for for why you get out of bed in the morning right yeah, yeah. and remove like the current what job you're doing but actually what is it that really um again what is the conviction what's your your eight calling to to make the world a better place that sounds really hippie apologies um, <laughs> and then i think you know self-esteem is actually how you view yourself and the values that you hold to yourself and how confident you are mm-hmm. with how you operate where your blind spots are what things that you need to be, do better etc and just being comfortable mm-hmm. in terms of yeah this is i'm com- i'm comfortable with how i operate this is who i am this is what i'm shit at this is what i'm great at etc whereas in the self-worth aspect is almost I think for me, I come from it from a different lens, but actually to your point, yeah. there is similarities in terms of other, but I think self-worth mm. is almost what you, for me, it's almost what you would receive from the world. So what things are you really yeah. need to tolerate from others, from, uh, mm. from the other aspects, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's kind of like my take on, 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 on those three things. That's quite a big question that I asked you. Know, to it's a big question. And Honestly. I think, but the thing is, I think it is important to ask yourself that question because like you can, you know, we talked about it before about misery loves company and yes. people kind of dragging you down because yeah. they're not happy in themselves. But I feel like if we kind of make that a bit simpler, sometimes it's because people don't know the answers to those 
questions, those three mm. questions for themselves. Mm. So therefore, their measurement is based on what you're doing. The eyes mm. are watching what you're doing. Mm. And that is in turn a reflection on the insecurities they have on themselves because they can't answer that question. Mm. Which is, that's kind of like my thoughts on, you know, haters. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. On haters. Sorry. Haters. <laughs> yeah. So many haters. That's a solid track. So many haters are clocking my figures. So I can't remember. I can't remember. Oh, no, I do. No, I do. Yeah, no, I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. Yeah, sorry. On a tangent. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I always think of when I say that word. Sorry. Um, So what do you think the attributes are? If we kind of like, kind of landed on like Mm. purpose and self-esteem and self-worth, what do you think the attributes are of having self-esteem and self-worth? Oh, God. I think that it's okay to not know the answer in entirety to either of those two things. So in terms mm-hmm. of like self-esteem, I think mm-hmm. self-esteem is a work in progress in itself. Mm-hmm. If you have had like child trauma or you've had a parent that was extremely critical or siblings, mm-hmm. for example, you might not live with a parent. And I, I, I am using parents and, and childhood as a big basis here because I think that that's where it stems from. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of science will back that up. Your self-esteem, a lot of it is rooted in your childhood so that is to mm-hmm. do with your parents uplifting you that is to do with having a stable family not necessarily a family unit you could have a mum who's completely stable you could have two parents separated and that's a stable situation for you but in terms of like that I think self-esteem comes from your childhood essentially yeah it's very much of like a nature and nurture thing isn't it so to yeah. your point about the life experiences I think almost like your social circumstances I think that obviously yeah. has a massive impact um yeah absolutely the relationship that you potentially have with your siblings obviously your parents etc yeah I think all of that will start to build up the self-esteem create almost like a, not this, I don't I don't want to say this to fit so it comes across as though we're putting people in boxes but yeah, it will yeah, start yeah. to create almost yeah to build up your character and essentially mm-hmm. how you view yourself as that character if that makes sense a hundred percent I mean like I'm from an African background you know and my my parents were immigrants so mm. you know there's already something in that in terms of like childhood and having you have an opportunity that i did not have in my home country so Mm. you must be the best at it and you often hear of a lot of african children that they must be academically exceptional gifted have a good degree get a good job and if you're not doing well you're compared against your peers even (laughs) i who was a straight a student i was a straight a student you know all the way through i was still compared to Mm. Uh, not siblings to relatives who had children Mm. who were doing things and the goalpost consistently shifts that's not a you know a diss to my family or anything I don't think it was ever done with malice I think it's a a generational thing so the goalpost shifts goalpost shifts sorry Mm. so once you've got your GCSEs okay now we're looking at A levels okay now you've got A levels now what's happening with the degree now you've got the degree that's all right Oh, the final Pokemon that you must catch is a husband. It's just constantly, <laughs> like... <laughs> so now my self-esteem is measured in different units. But mm. that is a generational and cultural thing. So I do mm. think, like, in my own experience, I was extremely, uh, extreme hard worker. Like, probably above and beyond what I was doing at my... I can't even speak. Sorry, the coffee is wearing off. 
the I was doing above and beyond right. some of what what my peers were doing. I think personally, that's not to say that they weren't doing well in school, but I had something to prove very strongly because of the pressure that I felt from being an immigrant child, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, and so that has continued into my work life balance in that for at work I probably push myself more than I should push myself because that is where imposter syndrome has come in because of the self-esteem issues from childhood. And I only know this because I've gone to therapy and I've mapped this all out. So it's Mm. all come from that pressure of having to succeed and do well because you're the child of an immigrant. You must go to university, must do those things. So now I feel like an imposter. Imposter syndrome kicks my ass. I even say in meetings. Yeah, I even say in meetings. I'm like, imposter syndrome is kicking my ass today. I'm so sorry. And people start laughing. I don't be silly, but I'm like, no, because I'm like, I I know it. I know that I know it, but I need to know more. I need to make sure that I feel like I'm an expert in what I'm talking about. Because yeah. if I don't know what I'm talking, if I don't, then I feel like whatever I'm saying doesn't make sense. So mm. one of the signs of that actually is when you say, which I do all the time when I try and stop it, I hope that makes sense. Does that make sense? I if do, you that, do all that all the time. All the time yeah. yeah. If you do that all the time, that is linked with a level of imposter sin- syndrome. Really? Because you don't actually... You know what you're saying is probably correct. You know it makes sense in your head, but you have an insecurity about the way that that information is received. So you already are preempting somebody saying to you, this is wrong, or Mm. you missed this out, or you didn't. So it's like you're already apologising by saying, I hope that makes sense. Let me know if that makes sense. Yeah, I... I, I, I don't know if that's factual. No, I read that. I think, I think yeah. that's just really interesting. I think that's a really interesting take on it because I would, yeah, yeah, I would definitely say there are aspects that I agree with that comment, but I think there's aspects that I, yeah. that I wouldn't just because I do say, I hope that makes sense, just because I'm an extrovert, so I have to speak to think. And whereas, and I haven't okay. taken the time, whereas it, that's just my natural communication style. So I'm very Got aware, you. sometimes I do say that because I'm very aware that I might have introverted people within in front of me as an audience Uh, so whereas in they have they they will they they no they i speak to think yeah and they think to speak so actually they would have they already formulated the argument and then they deliver it in a in in a like almost like a linear kind of like way whereas in i've got all these ideas so i'm just speaking out I'm getting them out my head to make a point, if that makes sense. Okay. That so that's sense. So, and I've just yeah, said yeah, it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, but to be fair, no, absolutely, I can see how that does come across, and I think definitely how that has shown up in some meetings for me, for sure. Yeah, it's just a, a it's just an apologetic nature. Yeah. That and I'm so it's I guess yeah what you're saying makes total sense because actually yeah if you're just saying things out loud because sometimes I do streams of consciousness in meetings and I feel so bad afterwards but it's just I have to get everything out and yeah. then I'll ask does that make sense so that to- makes total sense I think it's like the apologetic nature some of us take mm. when we are explaining something or explaining a point or you know because we are already preempting mm. that somebody's gonna find an error but mm. this was just one aspect that I read. I don't think it's like a blanket statement for everything, but I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. It's definitely something that I have dialed down doing mm. since I became aware of it that I don't put in there. I hope that makes sense. All I just say is if you've got any questions or concerns, feel free to follow up with any questions. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I've, I'm saying this is what I've said. I said what I said. But if you don't understand, that's what mm. you need to get in contact with me rather than me already pre-apologizing going, I hope that makes sense. Mm. <laughs> like I'm already I'm kind of giving the onus on the other person 
but it's complex. But yeah, anyway, that's just one sure. way that it could show up in in a workspace, potentially. Mm, um, I guess it, in relationship. No, well, we're kind of veering into others, but I guess like within relationships and other people, I think low self esteem can actually show like physically and how you carry yourself. Yeah, you know, you're always looking down. Like, mm. you know, and that's very different from just being introverted where you're just a quiet person. Because I know mm. loads of confident introverted people. There are some people that just don't hold themselves like they believe in themselves. Mm. And you can see that in the way that they speak to you or they communicate with you. So that's, and that's hard for me because I, I'm like, I hate making people feel uncomfortable. So I actually worry that I'm making them feel that way. But actually that could just be the person's mm. like self-esteem. They just don't feel confident in themselves or... So I'm very much like someone, I guess my purpose <laughs> that I've, so one of my life's purposes that I think I've worked out now is to uplift other people, to yeah. never let, make them feel bad. So I am the person that like, I will just try and make you feel so comfortable in a situation. If you don't know anyone, I will definitely speak to you. If you mm. are expressing an idea, whatever, I'll just be like, yes, I understand or encourage you to speak more because I feel mm. like... I, I have been in situations and I've been made to feel like what I'm saying doesn't make sense. It affects my confidence or, you know, you feel like you're invisible. So I just feel like I don't want to make any, I want to make the invisible visible. There you go. There you go. That was very poetic, by the way. That was lovely. Oh, it's the coffee. There you go. I think a couple of minutes ago, you were like, the coffee's wearing off, but it's come back and now. No, it's back in, it's back in, it's back in. But anyway, yeah, I've rambled. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so I think that I'm um, just on reflecting on what you were saying in terms of, you know, your, your childhood and obviously it yeah. being, you having to work twice as hard in comparison to your peers mm. and from a generational culture perspective. I think, yeah, there's definitely mm. similarities for me. I wouldn't necessarily say that I had... A, a big kind of like self-esteem like when I said or yeah I didn't have big self-esteem when I was younger actually I think I was quite an I wasn't necessarily that confident I would say when I was younger mm. definitely in primary school and secondary school I think growing up in terms of yeah growing up from a single parent household I think obviously you've got challenges within your family so that links into yeah. that whole social circumstances perspective mm. as well I think obviously we've just spoken on the podcast where I definitely have struggled with my abandonment issues back in the day from mm, like parents yeah. and sister and stuff like that and then I think being bullied at in primary school and not feeling comfortable mm. within my skin and my features the how dark I was from the complexion how big mm. my nose was etc I don't I felt that I went into definitely secondary school with quite low self-esteem I would say um sure. quite a lot of like yellow yeah, self-esteem I think that and then where I found I wouldn't necessarily say I was like oh my god super academic um mm. I was better in comparison to my peers, 100%. And let's get twisted, I've got 10 GCCs, they start to see. They weren't all A's, but I had a large proportion that was A's and B's. French, I wasn't great at French. <laughs> Although I really want to speak French. I really want to speak French. Um, but yeah, no, I think I had to learn. I think I kind of threw myself into activities where I knew I could excel. And therefore, I think that helped build my self-esteem. But it's really interesting because the activities that I threw myself into was drama. So those were the curriculum, mm. right? So I think that I was able to portray another character mm -hmm. um, and be able to excel in that point. And that gave me confidence in being able to potentially yeah. mask some of my insecurities and my behaviours and mm. where, where, where I wanted 
in my head what how I wanted to operate when actually I wasn't necessarily operating like that because I didn't have that I didn't yeah. have high self-esteem so it's just very interesting just having a bit of a reflection when you're sharing your personal mm. story and thinking back over time like yeah I wouldn't necessarily say that I had that um all the time throughout uh, throughout my life I think it was quite low and I think where I started to be more confident in who I was and the values and stuff and 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 and, and how I hold myself I would mm. say definitely in going to uni yeah. I think going to uni was a big thing and I, I remember going when my the university I went to I had to do an addition. I had to do an addition, it was all day. Um mm-hmm. and I went by myself. So when I rocked up there, all my peers had their parents there, etc. Mm. And I rock up there with my little portfolio of work and like and, and I was just like shit, like everyone's like with their people and I ain't gonna lie I was yeah. shit scared because it was lonely I didn't have anyone to go with um mm. but I was like you know what there came a breaking point I was just like fuck it you need to throw yourself into this because yeah I've just got a Michael make or break bruv like you either have to mm-hmm. do a full-time shift in top shop top man or you going to university and therefore <laughs> when I part when I got in I was actually really excited because I was like oh shit you did it all by yourself and I think that yeah. was almost the starting point in terms of a little bit more of my independence and me feeling quite comfortable yeah. in um myself and how I operate that's really interesting and it's really interesting about the drama aspect of it yeah and about that because I really wanted to do GCSE dance like Mm -hmm. I have always loved dance and music and singing from a very young age in primary school we had a girl group that started GWS (gasps) TWS GWS girls with style Girls was GWS. <laughs> Shout out to GWS. Girls GWS style. And me wrote. I like. I wrote songs. I did everything. Like, yeah. Sing me a little song. Just give me a little. No, I'm not singing a song. They're so terrible. Like they're so bad. But yeah, like we wrote. I wrote songs and stuff. So it's really interesting. You said that because it just triggered the memory that like when I got to secondary school. Uh, I think actually when I think about it, I was quite a confident child. Like I said, yeah. like I was always doing stuff and happy to do things in assembly but like something happened when I went to secondary school and I lost mm. all my confidence mm. like I felt like I would I was fine academically like I mentioned like but even then if like say I got like the highest test score in the class mm. I didn't want attention mm. I didn't want the teacher to say that I got the highest I didn't want the teacher to say that I did the best I didn't want additional attention for some weird reason something just happened to me in that like I'm not saying I became introverted. I'm always extroverted with my friends, as you guys know. Like, I'm extroverted with my friends. But it was, like, in a public setting, something Mm. about the imposter syndrome was, like, kicking my ass. Like, I thought someone was going to say, well, why did she get that test score? She's not that good. And Mm. then I was in the choir up until year nine. and But I never went for lead, ever. Because I always thought someone else is going to sing way better than me. So when it came to GCSE, yeah, I never picked dance, even though, like, one time in the uh, canteen... Yeah. Here's me doing some little routine, being silly. And the dance teacher comes past, like, I hope you picked it for your GCSE. But I never did. I just picked geography. I picked the, you know, I picked textiles. I was like, I love something creative, but I didn't pick it. So I feel like now going to the singing class has, like, reopened my voice that I closed. Yeah. Because was, it yeah. was buried it. So the whole self-esteem thing, I yeah. think you can reactivate it. Later on yeah, in life. I agree. No, absolutely. I think you definitely can reactivate, and I think you're continuously working on it anyway, as well. And there's always right. going to be things that's going to happen that's going to knock aspects of your self esteem anyway. Yeah. But it's actually about how the bounce back. So, although I was saying like previously, yeah, I think that 
the turning point for me was that university where I started to become a little bit more confident. I was studying it yeah, as a craft. Yeah. I was getting good grades. And I was just like, actually, shit, bitch, you're great at this. Um, so really mm. leaning into kind of like more aspects of that. But then relationships, previous relationships I've had has been quite toxic from a psychological mm. perspective. And that knocks me right back down again. And it took me a long time to build back up that self-esteem and mm. then going into what I would accept and what I would not. Because I think I went through after that previous relationship or previous relationships, I potentially went through life and men just basically just not necessarily knowing what I deserved. Mm. So I put up with a lot of shit. Uh, so I think that absolutely, I think your self-esteem is something that can be reactivated. You're continuously working on it because you will get knocked down. But actually it's about how do you build that back up at the same time? Do you think that like, I mean, we're going to talk about others in a bit, but do yeah, you yeah. also think that relationships, like they have the power to strip away that self-worth and esteem like but it's sad isn't it because like you you're basing your value on someone else like i mean i haven't been out with horrible horrible people and i also don't think like that the actions that like and also i could have done it too so i'm not innocent but i don't feel like it's been intentional to reduce Mm. your value or your self-worth but I think what I've learned is actually it's not the fault of the other people. It's also, it's to do with my upbringing and having Mm. the tools to equip me to deal with uh, certain aspects of people's behavior that doesn't make me feel comfortable or is triggering uh, a behavior in myself that I don't like. So Mm. if you're feeling like, you know, I I feel insecure that you're not responding to my messages. Like I feel Mm. really insecure. That is something to do with, you know, loss, abandonment, mm. like we talked about. So, that, you know, like, they don't they don't want me anymore. Like, why not? Mm. They must hate me, etc. But I now know at my big age now that this is like, because I don't respond back to people because I'm busy. It's not because like anything, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's literally there. Like, I'll reply <laughs> back to you. But I have a two-year-old right now who is like yeah. taking over my entire day. So I will get back to you and I'm always wholly apologetic. And the thing is, actually, what I will say is that yeah. I do apologize if I'm late, like doing that. Yeah. But I've been in situations where like that has not been the case. It's actually not been relayed. Why? And actually, yeah. if you could just say it's because I've got this going on. That's cool. Yeah. Like, but I think in a relationship, that's that makes people, that triggers people. So it's whether you can have that conversation with your partner to say how comfortable are you with your partner to tell them like, you know what? I don't need you to text me all the time. I don't need to call me all the time, but it would be nice if you just check in with me like once a day to see how you're doing or Mm. call me or just see how I am. Like, I think don't, it's not contacting for the sake of contacting It's meaningful contact. Yes. That is what that is. is will boost your worth. Yeah. That's what meaningful contact. Yeah. For me, that's what makes me feel valued. If you're, it's meaningful contact, not because I told you to message me. It's because actually, you remembered I have a job interview. You remembered I've been having a difficult time with my yeah. boss. You remembered I said I was going to have a night to myself, and you've just been like, just checking in with you. Hope you're resting well. Mm. You know, let me know if you want me to call you. That is what it is, it and is. I think that is important. Anyway, yeah. I don't know what, you, what if you want to add to that further. No, I think. No, 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 nothing to add. I think meaningful <laughs> contact and meaningful communication is, I think that's where it's more transformational then, isn't it? Yeah. Instead of it, because sometimes I think, yeah, you can fall into the risk of it being quite transactional. 
Yeah. Which is a bit, yeah. yeah. It's fine, but it's not like, okay, because revolutionising the way that, you know, both parties operate, mm. you operate, etc. So, no, I, I have nothing to add. I was just going to echo that. Yeah, just make it meaningful. Because I think that that will uh, increase your partner's stocks and shares in the relationship. That's what I say. Increase your and... partner's stocks and shares. <laughs> What I mean Stocks is like, shares. no one's pissed off because no one feels like, oh, I've got to message him because that person's insecure. Like, I, like if for me, yeah. like I would be a little bit irritated that you're, that's what you're expecting me to do mm. when I can't, I physically can't. But yeah. I think if you have that transparent com- communication to say like, this is where I'm at, this is how I feel, like, you know, talking about, as I said, a relationship styles, your value, your worth, you're comfortable enough with your partner to have that conversation Mm, 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 so mm. they understand what those actions mean to you. Like, if you can't have that conversation, that person's not for you, sis, or bruv. Mm. Mm. That's how I feel. That person is not for you. They're not going to uplift you in the way that you deserve. Like, I think sometimes the quicker you realise that, the quicker you will save yourself, like, heartache and then throwing yourself in the bin because you think that you're not good enough for anyone, essentially. Mm. But again, Mm-mm-mm. I've veered into the others because I just feel like it does always... You're going into others, exactly. That's part two. That's that part is part two. two. Back to self, back to self, back to self. Sorry. <laughs> so what would you... Let's say, for example, what advice would you give to anybody who is like got kind of a bit of low self-esteem and mm. self-worth or they're still trying... Not necessarily low. Let's um, get a bit of a positive. They're trying to yeah. uh, re-engage with their self-esteem and mm. re-engage their self-worth. What advice uh, would you give? Oh, this is really hard. I mean, I've got practical advice things. Yeah, practical advice, for sure. Practical advice. So first of all, sage your house. Sage it. Get all the bad energy out of your house. Because I think Mm -hmm. people don't believe in those things. But I think you need to sage your house. You need to clear your house of bad energy. The reason why I say that is I feel like everything is energy. Everything Mm -hmm. is around you. You absorb people's energy. You give out energy, etc. And I think if you've been in a situation where, like... um, you, you're trying to re-engage with your esteem, you're trying to re-engage with your sense of self, I think you've got to first look at the environment you're in. And I know, like, saving your house is one part of it, but also, like, what transformational steps can you take feasibly to change the narrative of your life at the moment? So whether mm. that's changing your job, whether that is joining the gym, whether that is, as I said, yeah. simply saving your house... These are things that you've got to take to help take you out of the current situation and change the situation that you're in. Mm. Now, in terms of like boosting yourself up, I'm not I, I, like you don't mean therapy. I'm not going to speak to someone, <laughs> but there are plenty of really great books. I'm trying to like think of some that I'm I've read, like The Life of Zen. I think that's what it's called it's on my shelf. Zen, The Art of Living Mindfully. That's a really good book. Um, Daily Stoic, like, I've got that yeah. as well. I've got another one called, I can see it on my shelf, Ancestors Said. That is a really good book. So it's like daily affirmations to kind of, like, mm. remind yourself. Now, affirmations don't work for everyone. Some mm. of them I do for, like, I don't, how many times can I say, I am positive and I receive the universe? No, today I receive a coffee because <laughs> I'm tired. Today I receive exactly. this bill because I've got to pay this bill. So sometimes the affirmations don't sit well with me because I'm like, I don't yeah. believe it. Yeah, But I do think, whether you're a spiritual person or not, I think that you must 
whatever internal problems you've got, you must give it up to something higher than yourself. Yeah. Because once you give up those problems and you can focus on being the best version of yourself, but all of that sounds so incredibly wishy-washy and I'm really sorry that I don't have anything more tangible because I myself am a work in progress. So those are some of the things that I'm doing at the moment to make myself feel more confident. Mm. I'm doing the singing class because I feel incredibly, uh, I have really bad stage uh, so I can't speak social anxiety mm. and it's like stage fright so forcing myself to sing in front of a group of people and realizing it's not that bad mm. okay if one person smirks and like or someone laughs and like mm. listen I walked down um what's that station Highbury with one shoe on because my shoe broke on the platform <laughs> and I had to think to myself <laughs> <laughs> What? The shoe you... snapped on the platform. <laughs> I got off at Hibernism and my shoe snapped. And it wasn't even one of the ones that I could just kind of tie it together and got the platform. So you know what? I picked up my one shoe. Yeah. And I walked past all those people. And I went up the escalator with my one foot on the floor. And I came out. And I just walked down the high street with one shoe until I could get my ear puff. I haven't seen a single one of those people again. <laughs> But I'm a bad bitch and I can walk with one shoe. You are a bad bitch. I I love it. I love it. That's so Sorry, it's probably not that tangible, but you you go for it. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. I think for me, I think there's a few things. Um, Mm. I think there's an element of being comfortable. I like when you mentioned around sage in the house and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not really no sagey kind of person, but I do think the environment (laughs) has... Um, a, a part to play. I do yeah, think sure. sometimes, actually, you know what? Sometimes it's really nice to go back to nature. Now I say this. Now I know mm. this is going to sound awful. Don't think I'm going to be talking about you going to the forest and start hugging a tree. I'm not saying <laughs> like that. But what I'm saying is actually, actually, be outside in like a yeah. park area or whatever, and just appreciate obviously just the space that you're in mm. and the time by yourself, and appreciate the sky is blue, like, and the mm. grass is green. I know it sounds really crazy, right? But I think actually, yeah. if, if you're able to put yourself in a different environment, I think, and therefore you're able to clear your head with a bit clutter because i think a big piece is yeah. around that self-evaluation i think the biggest mm. thing is actually about actually being comfortable to uh, being comfortable and having the courage to look inwards to see actually you know what this is how i mm. turn up and i show out as a fucking 10 but actually these yeah. are the places that i do not and am i comfortable with that and if mm. i'm not comfortable with that what is the one thing or the two things that i can do to move that forward and i think mm-hmm. if you're able to identify if you appreciate yourself and what you bring, then I think that really helps move the needle when it comes to kind of like self-esteem. I think um, there's an aspect of, as I said, being kind and being compassionate to yourself as well. I know it's more easier said than done. I think in today's society, and I think due to our generation as well, where it's always about chasing that bag, getting that promotion, doing yeah, the, and, and and there's elements where, and I think it's, I think it's harder, I think, if I'm honest, for black community and people of colour people of colour the people of colour community just due to the mm. fact that some of us or a large percentage of us will have to will be earning more than what our parents were earning back in the day but the cost mm. of living is very different but then we have to still look after our parents right yeah, so we yeah, do have true. that internal thing that we're trying to drive things forward etc but I think going back to my point just having a bit of compassion for yourself and just Mm. saying actually you know what I haven't hit this here but it's fine because I'm moving in the right direction um I think thinking about 
Yeah, just almost like a bit of like doing a bit of values exercise, actually. What values do you hold close to your heart? Yeah. And why do you hold close? Why, why do you yeah. hold them close to your heart? So, for example, for me, um, equality is massively important because I don't, yeah. I feel, I never feel, I think I never want to be in a situation where I feel it, the, it, the scales are unbalanced because I think sometimes mm. people can then lose themselves and by the time you blink you're doing shit loads of things and actually you're, you're not necessarily getting the energy back in return so I do mm. think for me like equality and justice is massively important I think yeah just take some time to reflect about I also the values that you have and why yeah, they're really sure. important to you because I think that helps you that's almost like your your compass then isn't it in terms mm-hmm. of how you navigate yourself through life through yeah. from a work perspective how you navigate yourself through others and I know we'll come on to others in part two but yeah, yeah. um how you yeah how you show up and show out to the world and Great. I think that supports obviously purpose finding also um and then yeah I think from a practicality perspective those would be kind of like my suggestions space time in a park evaluate and actually don't be afraid to look inward I think sometimes it's more painful for people to look inward you know I know. I know we've had this conversation before, but a lot of people are scared to look inward to be like, fuck me. Like, actually, when you look in the mirror, what do you see? Yeah, maybe you are the problem. Like, I hate to say it. Maybe you are the problem. Maybe you are the reason. You just like. (laughs) You know, know, maybe you are the problem. There are definitely things in my life where I have been the problem. Like, Mm. it's me. Like, it's I've not communicated properly. I have not made the right decision. These are things I've I've taken on. But not everyone. Uh, is brave enough to do that sometimes because mm. it's, it's, it's horrible to have to say that actually I was a bit shitty but I think it's important to do it to be honest mm. and then you can move mm. forward you can forgive yourself and you can move forward from it like I think mm. forgiving yourself is really important um, so that you can make decisions that like you don't fall back into the same cycle basically yeah, you know for sure. of yourself and how you view yourself and I was going to say as well is there an opportunity to get different perspectives from different peoples but then I think that there's mm. a there's a there's a there's a benefit in doing that but equally I think it's a negative because actually I think you then need to you can ask I don't necessarily think other you can rely on other people to tell you what values you hold and what your self-esteem is because actually the mm. esteem that you're building is not for self but the esteem that you'll be building is for others Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. yeah so I think it's just really it's it's whilst so there's added value in getting different perspectives I do feel like this area of this work it mm. is is quite it's kind of like a it's like a lone wolf solo kind of journey I think so if I'm honest I think it's very true I, I think you're right because I remember when I had that shit therapist yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and she yeah and she said I was like this so I actually yeah. spoke to a few friends and I was like do you think I'm like this do you think that's it and they were like oh but we don't see it's a bad thing and I was like I don't think it's a bad thing I think yeah. like actually like you know I don't I can operate in certain ways but you know, her stance was like, well, you're doing these things to protect yourself. And I said, because I need to protect myself. Mm-hmm. Because I need to make sure that I'm emotionally sound because I have a small humour I need to look after. Yeah, so all agrees. well and good to be like free flowing and like, yeah, I'm just going to leave it to other people to make decisions for myself, but not if those decisions impact my well-being and my child. So I had to respectfully disagree. In which she was like, okay, well, I guess we'll just leave that there. Yeah, we will leave yeah, that there. Yeah, and the whole the whole relationship right now, as you <laughs> <laughs> You're fired. Sorry. God. I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. Um, well, I think that brings us to the end of part one, you know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it brings us to the end of part one. Um, a really deep conversation. 
I know. For Thank a you lunchtime. For, that. for a lunchtime. <laughs> do you know what I mean? For lunchtime, this is it. Um, but yes, yeah, so we're going to touch that. We're going to to the end of part one um, yeah. of this episode. We'll be back with part two to explore the whole aspect of self-esteem and others and how others mm. can be at play and that can impact, obviously, uh, the relationship you have with self. Um, so, yes, yeah, so as I said, you can uh, check out and listen to this podcast in on Apple, SoundCloud, Amazon and Spotify. Um, we hope that you enjoyed this as well. Um, if you are not following us, feel free to follow us. Contact no, email us, contact at snatchpodcast.com or you can follow us on Instagram, snatch.podcast. But until then, we will see you around um, and have lovely evenings, mornings or afternoons, whatever you're doing when you are listening to this podcast or this episode. See you later. See you later. Take care. Bye. Bye.